Abby. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yeah. Okay. And welcome to We, we Like Stuff, stuff and, and So Should You. you. A show where we have rats. Yep. We got rats. You want rats? You can't have uh, our rats. You can't have them, but you can, you can look, look at, at them. Look at them. And you can hold and, them. No, no touch. Oh. Unless you're a friend. You can look at them. You can, you can look, you can smell them if you want. Yeah, they smell like rats. They don't smell too bad. They don't, I don't think they smell bad. That's what I said. Oh, I said too bad, yeah. They don't yeah. smell bad at all. <laughs> you're, you're having a hard time selling rats on people. Rats are great. They're cuddly, they do a little purring noise, which is them just chittering their teeth. They like to kiss your lips. Yeah, sometimes you have food remnants there. Yeah. They find it all. And if you train them properly, they won't poo everywhere. Yeah. Ours are pretty good. Yeah, they're getting better. Mm -hmm. Like when I clean the litter box, it's like full of poo. So, we just need one for up here too. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Melissa. <laughs> I'm Freddy. <laughs> and we are... Broadcasting through the facilities of Trent Radio, 92.7 CFFFM. Yes, Melissa has advocated for doing this show while also playing with uh, our rat boys that she's talked about for the last two episodes. Which isn't an issue in any capacity, but I just thought I'd bring it up that that's what <laughs> she's a, talked about. It's a little bit distracting. However, if it gets too distracting, I'll just put them up. Where's closing the door? We're, he's trying to climb on it. He likes going up there. He's going all your fun things, like jeepers. Uh, did we? I can't remember. Did we already talk about what the show's about? We talked about the show's about rats. This show's about talking about stuff that we like. <laughs> rats, 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 yes. rats, rats, uh, in, rats. In the hopes that you probably like it too. Maybe you'll check it out or revisit it. Who knows? Uh, do you have something small you want to talk about? Yeah. Is it the boys? No. Okay. It's sitting on the balcony. A bird feeder? No, sitting on the balcony. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sitting oh, on see. the balcony with a boy. Yeah. I've been taking our big boys, the guinea pigs, out on the balcony, sitting with them. Momo peed on me, and I brushed a lot of Oppa's hair away. Yeah. So it was overall productive and nice. We're not sure if they enjoyed either visit to the balcony. I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. They were doing a lot of sniffing, though. They were. Maybe they enjoyed they, it. I think they might have. Yeah. I think mine is the fact that you've bought so much weird gadgets for the mice. They're not mice. Yeah, for the rats. <laughs> they're basically similar. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're small rodents. Yeah, they're yeah. not mice. They're big. <laughs> Once they grow, they're going to be able to eat you. Yes, that is true. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Melissa bought like so many toys. Uh, similar to when we first got the guinea pig, she bought like too many things. Um, and they're very picky on what they like to use and eat and chew. And these rats are not picky, so they've been basically using everything. 
and there's like a little pocket that's attached to one of the walls of the cage that they they can just sit in. Yeah. It's really wild. It's like, um, it's actually it looks exactly like a, one of the the bags for hay. So in our guinea pig uh, cage, there's like bags that you hang on the wall and just stuff it full of hay, and it has like two or three holes in it. Uh, except this one, it's in the cage of the... Sorry, it's, in, it's on the wall of the rat cage. And just a, a, a boy or two will just sit in it instead of hay. And it's really great. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to go first? No. Okay. Huh? Do you want me to? I, I, I'm pretty sure it's your turn. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Are you not ready? I am. Okay. My first thing um, that I would like to talk about, that I like uh-huh. very much, is um, doing this show with you. Huh? For real? Yeah. I feel like I've been less enthusiastic about it lately because I've just been really stressed and my anxiety's been bad. But I... Um, I love doing this show with you. Every time we start, I'm like, oh yeah, that's why it's nice. Okay, tell me about it. Okay. When Brendan first came to me 17 years ago, and he said, Listen, Melissa, I got this wacky idea for a show. I don't know if it's going to work. Also, it's another person's idea, but I really like it. Would you, my sweet dear, partake in this crazy venture with me. And you know what? At first I was skeptical, but I signed on. Anyway, and here we are, many a year later, successful radio entrepreneurs. We've reached 50 episodes. We have talked about many things, animals, that's gonna the whole thing has been in the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've talked about everything under the sun. And it's it's just been a really nice experience to um, bond together, spend some time together, even though we don't normally have a lot of time. We have a lot of time, but I feel like it's just been a really weird year and uh, Everything has um, been hard and unfortunate, and this show has always been a nice little um, reprieve from that. And also, I feel like other people like it if they listen to it, and that's kind of nice as well. Yeah, we at least have two listeners. Wow. Uh, aside from all the people that uh, listen just on the Trent Radio in general. Um, but yeah. That's nice. Anyway, I'll continue. Yeah. Um, I I feel like it's been interesting to sort of come up with ideas of things to talk about because sometimes I pick something and I feel like we've also gone off track a lot and that's mainly been my fault, but it's led to some of my favorite moments on this show. Yeah, I think like literally the whole point, the, the reason why I wanted to do this so much is I literally just wanted to... <gasps> oh gosh. Uh, designate time to hang out with you um, because we really don't do that anymore only because we're so busy and now like we're at home all the time and it seems like we're always like trying to do stuff 
Um, but yeah, no, just being able to like hang out and talk for an hour minimum, it's just nice. Yeah, it is really nice. It's like a little scheduled date. <laughs> it's very fun. Also, Greg is okay. He fell off my leg. Yeah, he did quite the acrobatics. I always forget that they're not like the guinea pigs and they are way more acrobatic. Yeah, you can, uh, like, yeah. You can kind of throw them however you want. No. A little bit. No. I never throw them. Um, but yeah, I feel like um, this is not a very entertaining part of the episode. It could but, have been. What? Well, you claimed it's not entertaining. Oh, you're right. Never mind. It's very entertaining. Okay. So, do 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 do. Do 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 do. This is why I love this show. Because we can just do this. Just say silly things. I can eat really disgusting expired Cheeto balls. And we can talk. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe I ate that. I can, only because I smelt it. So I knew what was going to happen, and then you were like, let me try. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody makes mistakes. Do they now? Mm-hmm. That was, that was mine. Um... But yeah, it's just a really nice thing. And also, I love Trent Radio. I think it's awesome. And I'm really grateful that uh, we are able to have a show and that they've kept programming going um, despite... This nonsense? Yeah. The circumstances. It's, like, really awesome that Jill, um, Rob, and crew have... uh, Rob! I've seen him so many times as well because I just work... Like, I'm out and about. I've seen him at, like, the LCBO and stuff. I never remember that man's name, and I don't understand why. Because I, I know, I, like, I, I can see, I can yell at him from, like, across the across the city. Because I, I know exactly who what he looks like. I just don't know why I've never recognized his name. I'll probably forget. I'm sorry, Rob. Yeah. But uh, I know who you are. You're bad with names. I have terrible with names. Yeah. That being said, when I, I think I talked about this already. When I did go to my placement uh, in the uh, grade 7 class... Within the first week, I knew all the children's names, and I still do, I think. I'll f- I, I'm sure I could figure it out, but mm-hmm. I was very excited to be in that class. Yeah. You're still doing great work with them. Yeah, with a couple of them. I'm tutoring. Yeah, but anyway, it's just like a nice chance for us to catch up and talk about fun things that we like. And sometimes um, we learn new facts about stuff, which I also really enjoy. Because if I take the time to do some research, sometimes you learn something really cool and fun. Bologna. Bologna. <laughs> I always try and make like the facts or the stories that I find like kind of entertaining, so that it's not just me like talking at people like I'm doing right now. You're doing so much more work than I ever do. Yeah. <laughs> fun stories and then it's just like really entertaining for you hopefully the listener and also for me the teller of the tale the, okay yeah that's good the, t- the tale teller you okay greg these boys sure are thirsty and just love being on our radio show for it <laughs> they're providing <laughs> 
background percussion. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's their love music. <laughs> but yeah, I guess... Yeah, I can't remember if I ever talked about just doing the show in general. But... I've, I've always talked about the fact that it's straight up just a way for us to hang out. And I feel like... I don't know, we both got our own things going on. You have anxiety. I got depression somewhere. I'm pretty sure... No, I'm not pretty sure. I have ADHD. We're figuring that all out. And it's just like, we definitely got a lot going on. So this is 100% such a just a great way. And it was really fun going... Man, going when we were able to go to the radio station... It was like stressful, but not because we would like have that less than a minute time to like sit down, set up and get ready. And then it was like, you're on the air. Mm -hmm. I hope, I hope, I hope you're set. Make sure the background music is all ready to go. And because we're, uh, exactly. And that's why, that's why I've been consistent. Uh, other than like the really big mishaps, there's never, I never want to actually, um, uh, like do any cuts or anything like that in this show. We've never done a cut. Exactly. It's always been just straight live. Well, that's what I'm saying. I never want to do any cuts. Because I feel like that's the... Other than like the community portion of like being part of the community and doing something fun and engaging. Um, it would be more engaging if more people uh, sent us emails or messages on social media or our email. But uh, I'll get to that later. Uh, but uh, it's just always great to be part of the community in that way too and I, I'm very excited for when we get to go back to the radio station because um, it was always like a weird not weird but it was always like a fun like little adventure we would either walk or sometimes drive if it was like super icy or rainy um, and then we wouldn't do any research on the walk because we were enjoying our walk and then we would get there and be like oh we gotta look Uh-oh. oh look. <laughs> And then, Oopsie, <laughs> and then we were always prepared, so every time we sat down, um, I always had my phone ready to go with the music, regardless of what I was looking up, and this is a completely a lie. And then sometimes my phone would not be charged, so we would just have to hope and pray that our music in the background was uh, still going, um, and that there would be no no issues. And it was just it was just very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love going to Trent Radio. It's a fun place. Uh-huh. How long has that? How long has that building been around? Like, been Trent Radio? Do you know? I don't know. Do you plan on doing Thirty Minute Grammy again? I want to, yeah. Have you talked to Aaron about it? Yeah, it's just hard because of the lockdown. Oh no, no, no. I, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Well, Aaron and I did it during, like. You did it previously, yeah. Yeah. No, we did it during the stay at home. Like we recorded it from home. Like, oh, okay. Season. Okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, once the lockdown happened, we didn't really think it was safe, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we have not been doing it. Have they found a house yet? No. I see. So anyway, that's uh, my thing. I might not talk about it for too long. But, uh... Oh, I like doing this show together. Yeah. And I like our rats. <laughs> That's just gonna, that's just our new Animal Crossing update, except it's rat update. Uh, what? Oh, I thought you were just gonna grab him. I just saw Melissa reach into the cage. But I just then wanted she was to just make sure him. he was okay. He was laying weird. He always lays weird. Yeah. 
Yeah. What's your thing? Uh, sound. <laughs> so it, to be fair, it's been it's been a while since we did that bit. Yeah. We, that was a pretty good one though that I did. Yeah. I feel like it's both because we've both actively been uh, avoiding doing that because it's just too much. I almost said it that time too. Oh yeah? Yeah. Except for I almost said my thing's dinosaurs. I forgot it was sound effects. So I'm glad I didn't embarrass myself. It's, yeah, it's not worth it. I embarrassed myself. <laughs> uh, my thing is uh, Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could have guessed that one. Yeah. So, uh, it's really, rather, it's really the game for me. Honestly, and I really want you to play Village. Village is much more the horror. No, not Village. Uh, Resident Evil Seven is much more the horror game. Um, no, I really like Resident Evil Village. I haven't played a Resident Evil game before, and I watched Brendan play a lot of it. I played a little bit of it. And the character design and the story is really cool. Yeah. Um, so just like a brief history uh the resident evil franchise came out in 1996 uh which is absolutely bonkers um the game follows uh chris redfield and jill valentine uh, i don't know where jill is in the plot right now uh but uh chris redfield is still in the game somewhere which is uh he's pretty been in it from the beginning yeah he's like the worst character oh yeah Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's just a generic army dude, but he has like some integrity, but it's hidden behind this this gruff voice. And it's just like it's so wild. Ethan, what are you doing here? And he did he he does a classic thing where he makes decisions and then doesn't tell anybody why, and then everybody's like, Stop hurting me and they're like, You don't understand. I'm doing this for your own good. And it's just it's just so like, wild. I stupid. also know all this damning information <laughs> that would really probably change your mind and you would understand. But, but I refuse because I'm protecting you. Until you read it in a book <laughs> that you have to find in the game and in, I'm never gonna tell you the information. Yeah, it's just so it's it's so wild. Um, so yeah, the whole plot of the game like there's there's so many, there's like ten Resident Evil games, I think. because uh, there's one through eight. Oh, there's definitely more than ten. There's one through eight, and then they did Resident Evil Zero, like a prequel. What? Yeah, and then they did like Resident Evil Re. I was like, Brennan, what are you saying? There's eight games. Resident <laughs> Evil. 8. But yeah, but then they did some like other ones, um, and uh, so Resident Evil. The first was was uh, remade for the GameCube in two thousand two. Uh, and then that's kind of where the real popularity kind of took off, to my knowledge. I'm sure. What are the graphics like on that? Uh, in 2002, it wasn't too bad. Um, however, every time you opened a door, there was a small cutscene of the door opening. It would well, be that. it would be the door in like blackness and just opening, and it would be like now you're in the next room because uh, the uh, the environments I believe were like pre-rendered. There was nothing like. Uh, live about them or anything like right, that. Right, right. So it would be your... So, and so the first game... The first couple of games were like bad mechanics. There weren't bad games, but the mechanics were pretty bad and you kind of had to just deal with it, especially with the hardware. Uh, but so before I get started, just like going off, 
Uh, Resident Evil is about a game where these corporations, uh, the most notable one being the Umbrella Corporation, in a very vague and roundabout way, um, they uh, discovered this plant, I believe, in either South or Central America. Um, oh no, South or Central Africa. Uh, and it was this plant that uh, either was or had uh, kind of like a, a small biological like infection in it that forced genetic mutations and change. Uh, they were like, well, let's do something with this. So like they had this like whole bioweapons company, except they were just like really just going to town and mutating things and creating like, basically they, they pseudo created zombies. So Resident Evil is like more so known for their zombies, but there weren't like, re I don't know if they were like real zombies. They were like people that turned and the first game is remastered for the, PS5 the first what was it mm -hmm. I just wanted to see what the graphics looked like in the first one. Oh. <laughs> uh oh yeah I think it I think it might have been remastered or at least it was brought to uh like PS4 and Xbox one and stuff um, in uh, 2015. But uh, yeah, so it's just it's and it's just these uh, like people you either work for the government or other organizations that are like, hey, the umbrella company is going buck wild. Somebody stop them. Find some data on them because like they're they're doing they're doing us a favor by making like biological weapons and somebody's like asking for it, but they're doing some shady stuff too. And it's just like I I watched this whole video on like the whole storyline from like the beginning, like including the prequels all the way up to Resident Evil Seven. Cause I wanted to kind of get like the full story. How long was that? It was like like an hour and a half. It wasn't too bad. They did a pretty good job. They broke it down into sections and stuff. It was so wild, and they did a really good job at explaining everything. And it's just like, yeah, they found these plants. They tried to make companies out of them. They made a lot of money, and then they started like just making like crazy wild things. And they're like, whoops, I guess we ruined this area. I guess we ruined this town. Like, there was a whole city called Raccoon City, uh, and they just, like, they absolutely obliterated it. And then, like, if you don't, I think if you, like, uh, like fail the game, they, like, nuke it or, like, something. Or, like, you have to escape, and then you have to, like, literally blow up the town because there's no saving it. It's just wild. This company just goes buck wild. Classic uh, government. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you are you play, like, Chris Redfield or Jill Valentine or some other characters. Um, I think there's one guy named, like, Leon... He was in Resident Evil 4. Uh, and it the game was basically made to... It, was, it almost looked like a point-and-click adventure. Uh, but it was like third-person. And every time you shot your gun, you stopped. You physically had to stop moving, point, and aim. Uh, and then you would shoot. Like, you would... And so, the first... You mean like how I play video games? Almost. Almost. Worse. Very much worse. Uh, and that's why... So... You haven't watched me play enough video games. <laughs> so our one friend, uh, Tristan, he was like, hey, you and Adam, I really want you to play Resident Evil 4. I think you'd really enjoy it. And he, he, he came over, he brought it, we played it, and we were like, hey, Tristan, this game sucks. This is, this is awful. And I wholeheartedly, I've read about Resident Evil 4. I've watched videos about the story. Excellent story. I think it's super fun and super wacky at certain places. The gameplay is just terrible. And it's just, like... A game like that, I believe it's supposed to be built like that, where everything is slow paced and it's stressful and you have to like, 
like you stop and the zombies don't stop so they're coming at you while you're trying to line up headshots and one headshot's not necessarily going to kill them it's a whole thing that um, sounds horrible yeah so like in terms of making that atmosphere of horror and like like surviving by the skin of your teeth resident evil has done a really good job um, but as the game kind of went on it became more and more like action oriented so you were you became less of like i'm this government agent guy trying to like figure out what's going on stop the bad guys and kill these like big old monsters uh it, it became like oh I'm, I'm i'm pulling all the guns out chris redfield and resident evil 5 i played resident evil 5 for some reason i can't remember why i bought it or i rented it or something um but yeah chris redfield like, get, like gets like super jacked um and Hell yeah. yeah, it just becomes this like nightmare of a story. It it it's almost like Metal Gear Solid esque and how convoluted it is. There's so many different strains of the virus. There's so many different kinds of mutations. People take the virus mutations differently. Um, some people are like infected, but they are technically cured, so they don't have any mutations, but they still carry the virus in them. Like, it's just so wild. So the whole like from the beginning to Resident Evil Six was very wild and very confusing and very convoluted. And then we got Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7 changed, for me, everything. I loved Resident Evil 7. Uh, me, Adam, and Tristan, uh, we all came over to my old house, uh, like at my mom's house. We, we went into my room, turned off all the lights, and played from beginning to end. Uh, and Tristan never once picked up the controller. Mm. He was far too scared, and for good reason. Um, so they changed the gameplay from th like third person uh, to first person, and a game like that is the worst in first person because the any kind of monster or zombies come at you uh, just as quickly and just as uh, excuse me, like in your face. There's no stopping them, and instead of having like you stop and like that point and click kind of shooting. Um, I feel like they really hammered it in that a few bullets isn't going to do it. Even on like the lower difficulties, you need like five or six or like minimum three in the head mm. if you're going to do anything. Uh, so the story for Resident Evil 7, uh, your girlfriend uh, basically disappeared like a couple years ago. Um, she did like these odd jobs and you basically thought she was like doing some babysitting but like higher end stuff not like teenage stuff and she just disappeared I don't know how to describe it that's basically yeah basically um, and she just disappeared uh, and the last thing that she sends to you before she disappears she's like crying and she looks like she's in like this dark basement she's like please don't come and find me I promise it's better for everybody and then three years later, she sends an email that's like, hey, I'm here. I'm in Louisiana in a swamp. Come find me, please. And you're like, oh God, I can save her. So you, Ethan Winters, goes to this like uh, this house. It's the Baker's house. Ethan Winters. Winters. Uh, so you go to the Baker's house and you show up. The house is super decrepit. You're creeping around. Like all the food is spoiled. There's just gunk everywhere. It's super disgusting. Um, you find this uh, footage of like these other people that went to the house uh, before you and like they all disappeared, possibly died. Uh, and you're looking for through things uh, and you start getting stalked by this uh, big old Southern dude. Uh, he's like balding, he's uh, got like glasses uh, and a like scraggly beard kind of, but 
he's not right. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, if you're balding, you're ugly and scary, or beard or glasses, whatever. But like with that, he's like pale and green and gray and like gaunt. He's... No, he's not gaunt though. He's zombie. Yeah, it's very wild. It's so it's so spooky, and he's just like haunting you all, like uh, 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 in this house, and you have to just like avoid him. You cannot kill him, and I really like Resident Evil Seven because you didn't have excuse me, ooh, you, like you didn't have guns, and when you got guns, they weren't to kill much of anything. There were some smaller enemies, but you didn't use the guns to kill. You used the guns to run away. And like you got, I think you got a shotgun at best. You got a pistol and a shotgun, maybe. You might have gotten better weapons near the end, but it was like, no, this isn't like, these aren't to kill things. These are to protect yourself. Um, and then yeah, you find out that the whole family's been like infected by this mold or something. It's caused them to go basically insane, um, and they are also basically immortal. You kill the father five times. Uh, you kill him once by... Uh, Chopping his hand off? No. Uh, your hand actually gets chopped off, though. In that game, too. No. It's really great. It's so good. Uh, so, uh, you're, you're being stalked by the father. You find your girlfriend. And when you find her, she's all, like, disoriented and stuff. She's like, what? I, I called you? I get, why are you here? And he's like, you, I came to save you. You told me to come save you. And she's like, how's that? Um... Then you're like, okay, we got to leave. And then as you're trying to escape, she kind of like just half-heartedly gives up. She's like, we can't. Father's coming. And then that big old dude comes down uh, and starts chasing y'all. And then she, like her whole demeanor changes. She goes randomly like pale green and like grotesque a little bit. Uh, and then she comes at you. You end up having to kill her. You have to like shoot, like I think you like stab her in the throat or like shoot her in the head or something. It's very wild, but she's also like very strong and and like zombie esque, uh, powerful, uh, and she cuts your hand off. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, and then you end up getting caught by the big old father dude. Uh, he punches you in the like in the throat basically, and he's like, "Welcome to the family." You wake up strapped to a chair. He staples your hand back together. Um, and like you just like you're basically just playing the role in this family you meet everybody it's very spooky they're basically eating like body parts of dead people and they're not fresh welcome to the family indeed yeah yeah uh and then the whole game like continues on from there you never feel safe in that game and it was one of my favorite experiences to play a game and like normally by the end of games even in like the hardest difficulties even in resident evil 8 by the end of that game, I was like, okay, I got this. Uh, and it was still pretty t tough. Like, if you didn't uh, partition your bullets properly, if you missed too many times, it was like, oh, I'm now using my weakest guns, and they are not doing enough damage to do this nicely. Uh, but Resident Evil 7, you never felt good. You never felt like you were, go you were winning. Um, and because Resident Evil 7 came out a little while ago, like... The first time you kill the father guy, uh, you fight him in a garage, you end up, because everybody basically moves a little slow, they don't care. They're not like, oh, I gotta get you. It's like, you can't escape. I'm coming. So they never run really at you. They're just like walking at you with knives oh, and chainsaws. Yeah, it's the best. Um, and uh, you end up killing him the first time by like 
you get, because it's a garage, it's a big garage, you find a key to the car, you go inside and you like drive it into him. Um, and then he like gets up or something and you have to like blow the car up and he like lights on fire. Uh, and then you leave him in the garage and then you go elsewhere within the house and for whatever reason he comes into the bathroom where you are um, and he's like burnt alive already, like he's already crisp. And he's like, you think that would kill me, you stupid idiot? Uh, and then he like kills you there or he like grabs you, I can't remember what happens. You end up fighting him in like a basement um, and you end up like chainsawing him in half. Um, and then, so the mold that's been infecting people, similar to the, like the bio agents that the Umbrella Corporation has been using all along, uh, the mold kind of makes you immortal. As long as there's mold matter in you, uh, you will basically kind of heal yourself. If your body takes too much damage though, the mold will be like, well, your body's garbage my turn and then so the next time you fight him he's this monstrous huge mass that has like the remnants of his face on this like 20 foot body and it's just like filling this space and coming at you and you have to like use a shotgun and whatever else it's so wild it's so spooky shall we move on to the topic at hand yeah anyways i really like resident evil 7 and i wanted to preface that i'm not going to ruin the whole story but it's really good. The mom is all about bugs. It's very spooky. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's not what you came here to speak about. It's not. So Resident Evil 8. You continue your life as uh, Ethan Winters. Ethan Winters. <laughs> uh, you ended up saving uh, your girlfriend Mia. Um, I won't tell you exactly how. You have a baby. Everything's great. Um, and then one night... So she apparently just, like, she seems to, like, never want to talk about that night. And it seems like she's, like, very avoiding it. She gets almost, like, violently angry. Almost. She never, like, hits you, but she's, like... And you moved to Europe. Yeah. Also, that's a, that's a thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Chris Redfield came in near the end of the first, uh, Resident Evil 7 and was like, Hey, this is wild. Uh, we're going to help try and protect you because this shouldn't happen. This I'm sorry you had to live through this. So he's, like, kind of your friend. Uh, yeah, you open the game... You move to Europe, uh, you're having, trying to have a good time, you put your baby down to sleep, uh, and then you wake up in the middle of the night, uh, and I can't remember, I think it was like Chris Redfield on the phone or something, uh, something happens, and um, you start having a conversation with your girlfriend, Mia, and during this conversation where you're trying to get her to like open up about what happened the three years ago in Resident Evil 7, she just gets shot in the throat, mm -hmm. and then you kind of like, what? And then she just gets obliterated. Like, she gets shot, like, maybe a hundred times. Um, and as she's, like, staggering about, she, you're freaking out. A bunch of these soldiers come in, and then it's Chris Redfield. And you're just like, Chris, you... You... So many expletives. What? You... Huh? And he, like, knocks you out. They take me as body. And they kidnap... They basically take your daughter as well. Um, and on your way to wherever you were going... Uh, the truck that you were in ends up crashing. Um, Rose, your daughter is gone, and you're outside of this village, and you just have to kind of figure out what's happening. Um, and if you know anything about Resident Evil Eight, you know about Libby Dimitrescu. Uh, she's the nine-foot vampire lady that was very, very that took the internet by storm. Uh, perhaps is a good way to put it. I love her. Yeah, everybody does. I think she's great. Um, and you're introduced to all these other characters, and I don't want to get too much into the story. 
One. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just want to come in here and say, you know, like there's four lords in the game, and they all have different powers and different character designs, and you have to fight them all. And it's really cool. Excellently. But um, the. Uh, the second one, lord. Yeah. Yeah. Her name's Do- Donna. Donna uh, Bellaviso. Benevito. Benevito. I just didn't know how much I should say. Whatever. But um, there's also a lot of dolls. There's a ventriloquist doll. There's a lot of just like porcelain dolls in that part of the game. And I used to have a lot of dolls like that as a kid. I still don't know. I know they weren't your choice, but I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. People bought them for me for presents. And then, um, yeah. And then our friend Evelyn and I were talking about how like... Goosebumps really got kids with like Slappy the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, that was spooky. So I feel like a lot of Canadian kids that read Goosebumps or whoever kids that yeah. read Goosebumps who are around our age are just afraid of ventriloquist dummies. I don't know. I know a lot of people who are. They are freak they freak me out. So anyway, that part was really scary. Yeah. But I love like that kind of character design and i love that part of the story where you only could hide and you couldn't fight yeah um it was really cool and that's and that's like part so resident evil 7 was super spooky the whole entire way through you like i was saying any weapons were just to get away they weren't really there to help you out um in resident evil 8 they did in my opinion a, an excellent job blending the uh helplessness that you felt the entire way through, but also gave you the firepower to feel like you had a chance. The firepower was never until when you beat the game and you get like unlock all the things and you get like you can like because it's Resident Evil and they've been around forever. They they start giving you like goofy stuff at, near the end of it. So like I have like all the strongest weapons with uh, infinite ammo and I've play, I've beaten the game like five times now. I just keep doing it because it's super fun. The story is really cool. The fights are really fun. Uh, and I, I like finding all the little like collectibles and stuff. Um, but yeah, when you're beating the game like the first and second time, you never like it, it's you never feel like you are overpowered, but it feels like you earned the strength that you do end up getting, uh, which is just so great. And I think they blended that very well. Uh, you have uh, Lady Dimitrescu, um, the nine foot vampire lady. You have Donna uh, Benevito. Uh, the ventriloquist lady. Well, no, she wasn't ventriloquist. She was a doll maker. Uh, you had Lord. Well, her parents were ventriloquist. Oh no, her parents were the doll makers. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you had uh, Lord Moreau. I can't remember his first name. I don't think it was ever given. Yeah, Moreau, uh, little spooky man, and then you had uh, Heisenberg, which uh, kind of like secretly took the internet by storm. I've seen too many things about how everybody wants to sleep with that man, and I understand why. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, they did a really good job. You learn about Mother Miranda, which every time you see her, she's so terrifying. The character design yeah. on Mother Miranda. Hooey. Yeah. That and like, outfit, the face mask, the Raven-esque. Yeah. Of it. It's very cool. And yeah, the, like the story continues in such a great way. I, again, I don't want to ruin too much of any kind of story, but like, I played that game five times, almost in a row. Mm-hmm. I beat it once, me and Melissa kind of shared and we beat it together on normal difficulty. Uh, you could do New Game Plus, you keep all your items and your like upgrades. And then I did it on hard mode. 
uh, and then I did it on Village of Shadows, which is the hardest mode. That increment of going from normal to hard to Village of Shadows, I never felt like I was in control. Um, and the only time I actually did feel like I was in control... Well, you went from normal to Village of Shadows and then decided it was a bad idea yes. and went back down. But even so, like, even on the hard mode, it wasn't like, oh, I have all these upgrades, so I'm so much more powerful. It's like, no, I'm... These upgrades... I wouldn't be able to survive without these upgrades. Um, so that was my take on that. It just, it, it, like, it was really, a really great job in how they did the difficulty. Um, especially if you l want to kill everything. You can run away and, and like, skip a lot of fights. Uh, but it's very silly. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I see him. We got, uh, what is that, Theo? Just in and out of Melissa's shirt. Uh, but yeah, you like the only time I ever felt like I was starting to get the upper hand was when, uh, as almost a last resort, I felt like it was my safety. I unlocked the unlimited ammo for a grenade launcher you get, and even on Village of Shadows, that grenade launcher is not the best weapon. It's just like, as a safety, I can use it as an explosion, clear people away from me so they like knock down, and then I could pull up my other guns to go kill them. Because it gave me some time, because I needed that reprieve. Um, and then yeah, as I upgraded everything, my fourth playthrough, yeah, I was ripping people through with like a, like a, the most powerful gun. And then my fifth playthrough was just like, this is... Which gun was that, sorry? Uh, the stick. It was the acronym uh, S-T-A-K-E. I couldn't afford... Uh, uh, actually, that was my fifth playthrough. The fourth playthrough. That was uh, a magnum uh, that Melissa kept telling me I should keep using uh, because it, it is self-described as a gun for a specific type of enemy. And I looked Brian at it... Brian was like, this, this, this boss is really hard. I can't beat it. And I was like, did you try shooting it with the magnum yet? And he was like, no, why would I do that? And I was like... Okay. And then he did it, and it was way easier. It's because, specifically, that throughout the game, throughout one playthrough, um, I'm pretty sure I only found seven bullets for that gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, sure, sure. Uh, maybe ten, maybe. And later on, you get to the chance to unlock like the ability to create those bullets, but boy, howdy, are they expensive to create. Ah. <sighs> Anyways, we have it for the PlayStation 5. Uh, we played it on Melissa's account, and I'm, aside from, like, the trophies uh, for doing, like, they have, like, this Mercenaries, like, side game, mini game in it uh, that I have not played at all. I'm missing one trophy, aside from those Mercenary trophies. I've played that game five times, and I'm very excited, and everything about it, it's really cool. There's, like, a, there's, like, a challenge to just beat the game with only using a knife. Uh, except for two explicit moments where you cannot progress without using a gun. And there's literally two. Only two. And they're like maybe like two minutes maximum in length. The one part is like 20 seconds. It's just the, like the, the whole style of the game was done so well and I was just so like excited. Like when you have to shoot the lanterns? Lanterns? The lamp. Oh, so uh, the gun. No, no, no. You, you can only, you're only allowed to use the gun um, against enemies in two instances. Hmm. And it tells you if you look at the challenges. Uh, but yeah, anyways, I'm really 
really into Resident Evil 8, and it made me really want to go back and play Resident Evil 7. I still have it, so I'm just going to re-download it and play it again. I'll show it to Melissa, um, and she'll have an awful, awful time, especially against the, the mom who has powers over bugs. I like bugs. Uh, you sure you do. Do you like it when people become uh, the anatomy of bugs? Anatomy? Yeah. Or become individual bugs? Like no. In... Mm, like, what kind of bugs? If I took a person and then made their arms and legs the length that most bug legs uh, are. But they're still skin. In proportion to their body, yes. They're still human, relatively. Oh, I don't like that. Exactly. There you go. No. There it is. No. Yeah, I don't mind talking about Resident Evil 7 and giving too much information there, uh, but Resident Evil 8, I really, other than telling you the Lord's names themselves and like a little bit, uh, it is very much for you to learn about. I really implore anybody who, even if you don't like Resident Evil games, try Resident Evil 7 and 8. Um, try Resident Evil 8 first because I feel like... Resident Evil 7 is really good. Yeah, but I feel like Resident Evil 8 is a really good, like not like it's scary but it's like more like folklore -y. yes like, it's, it's it's very it's, much like european folklore there's yeah. lots of like dracula bram bram stoker frankenstein all sorts of like really cool literary uh yeah and so references. i feel i feel like that um like all that stuff makes it a little bit like less scary I don't know. I feel like having, like, this spooky, like, backwoods family that's all, like, infected. Southern and absolutely bonkers infected. It's, that's really spooky. Well, so, realistically, you should play both. If you are not into the horror aspect that much, sure, play Resident Evil 8. First, see how you like it. And if you're like, That's fair. Resident Evil 8 I, is I a little bit more scare. open. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, I went through... I've seen parts of Resident Evil 7 just from the VR game. You, no, that's not the VR game. You can play the whole game in VR. Oh, the whole thing? Yep. Oh, I thought you it was just play, part of it. No, you just play the, with the controller. Oh. And your head is the camera. Yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. I just didn't think we could do all of it. Oh, yeah. It's very scary. Ugh. But yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I spent half an hour talking about this. Mm. What's that your second thing? My second thing, how much time do we have left? Like 10 minutes. Great, I'm going to talk for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second thing is um, Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yes. Yes, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this. Melissa, you have no idea. I am obsessed with Facebook Marketplace. It has become a hobby of mine to peruse Facebook Marketplace. Um, specifically, I really like the antique and collectibles category. I enjoy... They have... They, oh, I guess... They, I've never looked at Facebook Marketplace. They've, what kind of categories do they have? Lots. They have women's clothes and accessories, men's clothes oh. and accessories, home and home and furniture. Okay. They've got just furniture. They've got garden and outdoor. So what's the difference between home furniture and just... Uh, I don't know. You can, <laughs> okay, you can... Sometimes they're, like, lumped together. Sometimes it's, like, you have, like, stuff that's, like, um, similar to things you've searched in the past. Okay. So 
you know, and you can save items, you can save certain search words if you want like alerts. Oh. Um, I have really enjoyed it for getting antiques. I got my desk yes. from there. Yeah, yeah. Which I am obsessed with. I love. Oh, that we should desk. put this on that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? Yes. Because I don't want to get rid of it right now. Oh, even though we already decided we were going to. Did we? We did. You did. You're right. We did. Okay. But let's we don't have on. to. Like it's fine if you want to put it somewhere else. It just can't sit here. This is not a good place for it. Go on. Okay. Um, I got my beautiful candle holders. Yes, those are good. Um, and I love them a lot. They have little candle snuffers on the end. It's very good. Attached to chains as well, yeah, which is great. Which is really why I got them, is for those. Yeah. It's an aesthetic. And hey, weren't they like aesthetic. 20 bucks or something? Yeah, for both of them. Yeah. I got pug salt pepper. Shaker. Sorry, I yawned. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a pair of Doc Martens on there. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. I thought you got those at Vinny's. Yeah, the uh, the suede ones. Oh okay. Uh, side note, just shout out to Vinny's. Whenever they reopen, they're a great thrift shop. Yeah. In Peterborough. They're great. Um, but yeah, so I always am browsing on there. But one of my favorite things to do is find the weirdest items that I can and look at them and share them. Yeah. Sometimes people post really weird things, um, mainly just because it's like a lot of antique stuff. The style of them just sometimes does not age well. <laughs> really creepy old dolls and like yeah. things that look like they're haunted. Um, um, old like Disney toys or like old toys from like movies things that just like the painting and like the technology to create these items um, was not great for mass production mass mass production mass production <laughs> so you get some weird things going on with the faces I don't really know. There's some weird stuff out there, but also there's some great stuff. Like you can find like Halloween decorations, things like that. Ridiculous things that you would never buy for yourself, but you can buy it there for a decent price, you know? Yeah. Um, we also got our bed frame from there. I've always wanted a canopy bed frame and we got it. Which we still need to get the canopy for. Yeah, which we'll do eventually. Will we? Yeah, I want it. I know, I just, yeah. We still need to, that's like the last thing we need to unpack. Uh, sorry, that's the last thing that needs to be unpacked. Mm -hmm. I have already finished. Yeah, so, I mean, Facebook Marketplace is just a really, um, it's really addictive once you get started. Um, they have a lot of cool stuff. A lot of people post really neat antiques and things, which I can't buy any more furniture because we already have too much stuff. But um, every once in a while, I like to peruse, just in case you find something that's like a really great deal. You know? Yeah, that's fair. And, uh, Again, I don't think it's ever an issue. Uh, I used to be worried every time I saw Melissa on her phone on the marketplace because I was like, what's, what, what are we getting this time? Uh, but, but now I just fun, fu find yeah. fun stuff. I'm not as worried because we've already had that discussion of like, Melissa, we can't. But Brendan, the stuff. <laughs> um, so I really Melissa's been on Melissa's been looking at Facebook Marketplace for almost like three weeks now almost a full month um, my 
Yes. Less than that? More than that. Oh, more than that. Okay. And uh, recently, I think like yesterday, she found possibly the best, uh, sorry, one of the best listings. Uh, it was a listing for a, a skeletal horse uh, that was already bought. And the listing persisted up that was edited uh, where the seller was like, hey, um, so this uh, listing is still up. Uh, a woman, uh, sorry, a person named Carol uh, bought this from me. They already sent me the money. Uh, I can't. I don't think they sent the money. I they... thought they sent partial money. Uh, I don't know. I can, think... can, can you please read the, uh, the picture? Yeah. Uh, we, we need it on record. Can you find it? Um, Niagara Falls. Oh, recently sold to a lady in Lindsay. I lost her contact information. Carol, please contact me. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so good. Which, if because you're out it there, means. Carol, I hope you're okay. Yeah. Because uh, it, it straight up just means that um, this person sent the money, and this person, this other person, doesn't want the skeletal horse. And because they have the money, they are obligated to keep it until they find this person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now they got the money and a skeletal horse. I think they're winning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was only 60 bucks. It's it not a... $150? Never mind. But also worth it. I w honestly, I would have $150? Can you For like, a life-size skeletal horse? But like, does it support weight? Not no, me, not my weight. Friend, but... Imagine just having as a decoration, skeletal horse. I mean, we could probably just your... put it on the balcony. Yeah, imagine how cool that is. Man, put oh. a wreath around its neck. And then we could put one of those weird horse masks on the horse. No. Why not? We put a sword through it, like the Dragon Age horses. Like the unicorn? Yeah, that has the sword through Just its straight head. through its skull? Yeah, I love those <laughs> horses. I think that's such a cool character design. We could make that. I do understand that... I'm thinking ahead, you know? See, I understand the, that character design in terms of like, yeah, it has a sword through its head and it's just called like a, a busted up unicorn. But to me, that more so says that someone tried to kill it and it just didn't work. Well, I guess that's pretty cool. I think it looks kind of silly, but I think that's a cool concept. I don't know. It always made me feel weird because it was like still bleeding. The The sword was still bloody in the Dragon Age mounts uh, that had those swords at its head. And it made me uncomfortable. It was like, I need to help this horse. Why I am I riding it's it around? Really cool. It's There's nothing wrong with it. It likes being like that. It's an imposing figure. It imposes upon you. Okay. You say so. Yeah. Well, that's uh, we're getting pretty much close to the end of our show. Um, if you stayed the whole way through, what? Huh? But he's playing basketball. He's a champion. <laughs> so Melissa showed me an alligator lamp. Uh, the alligator looks like it should have been from Looney Tunes. It is absolutely <laughs> playing basketball, and the lamp is still just coming out of its head. The post or, or the stand of the lamp is just an alligator uh, playing b-ball. Uh, and it was one of the greatest things I've seen so far. Um, but yeah, uh, if you stayed the whole way through, this is where that uh, joke uh, may, uh, comes full circle. Uh, if you ever want to send us something that you think you like and you'd want us to 
kind of like shout it out on our show. Or something you know you like. Ooh, getting mm. definitive about our choices. Mm. Uh, you can send us an email at uh, all one word. It's at, uh, not at, um, all one word. We like stuff and so should you at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about it. And we'll, 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 you know, we'll do a whole thing. Or if you want to find us on Instagram, we are at W-L-S-A-S-S-Y or W-L-S-A-S-S-Y, which I like to say. Sounds kind of funny. Uh, find us on Instagram. I actually realized that I didn't post our episode that we did last week uh, online last week. So this coming Monday... Uh, if you are listening to our episode sequentially, you got a double hit. That two straight hours of, of us talking. And last week, boy, howdy, was that a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better listen to figure out why Brennan was saying that. Or you've already listened and you're like, yep, you sure betcha. Uh, bet th- your bottom dollar. Bet your bonky binkos. Uh, thanks. What? Thanks to everybody at Trent Radio, uh, as per usual. Um, I'm very excited to still be able to do the show, and it's really great. Thank you, Jill and Rob and Co. Uh, thanks to Matt Campbell, who's doing our background music and is the uh, one of two audience members that I know definitively listen to our show. Uh, where where I post our podcast or this is the, our shows to kind of like pseudo make podcasts online. Um, I know we have an audience of maybe 10, consistently, hmm. relatively, 10 to 15, I think. That's um, nice. But I for sure know of two, because I will get updates from Cassandra being like, what you're talking about is very wild, true TBH, but how dare you? And then every once in a while, Matt will be like, yo, and I'll be like, hey, I'm there. Uh, but yeah, so... We have about one minute left to kill. Shall I do some improvisation? I think so, if you if you may, because uh, there's not enough time to put a song. This is a um, acrostic poem. Oh, uh, sorry. You're wasting my minute. Sorry, what, what kind of poem? Acrostic. Acrostic. Yeah. What does that mean? It's like where you have a letter, you have a word, and each letter in the word is something. That's what, that's actually what it's called. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know. What, I know what that is. I didn't know that it was called. You have this about a minute, my... so. Okay. Let me just grab a boy. Okay. Sorry. Ooh, 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 ooh. This is my poem, acrostic poem. It's called Rats. Running so fast around the cage. All rats love me. Time will tell how big these boys will get. So much love from little hands. Rats by Melissa Hennig. Thank you. That was excellent, Juan. Thank you, Theo. It's Theo approved. He gave me a kiss. (laughs) Our rats are so cute. Anyways, we should go. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.